Welcome to the Stoic Meditations podcast. I am Massimo Pielucci, a professor of philosophy at the City College of New York, and I will be your guide through this reading. Let's reflect on Seneca, on Tranquility of Mind 17. This is a bit long, as quotations go, but bear with me. Solitude will cure us when we're sick of crowds, and crowds will cure us when we're sick of solitude. Neither ought we always to keep the mind strained to the same pitch, but it ought sometimes to be relaxed by amusement. Cato used to refresh his mind with wine after he had wearied it with application to affairs of state, and Scipio would move his triumphal and soldierly limbs to the sound of music. Men's minds ought to have relaxation. They rise up better and more vigorous after rest. We must not force crops from rich fields, for an unbroken course of heavy crops will soon exhaust their fertility, and so also the liveliness of our minds will be destroyed by unceasing labor. But they will recover their strength after a short period of rest and relief, for continuous toil produces a sort of numbness and sluggishness. It does good also to take walks out of doors, that our spirits may be raised and refreshed by the open air and fresh breeze. Sometimes we gain strength by driving in a carriage, by travel, by change of air, or by social meals and a more generous allowance of wine. At times we ought to drink even to intoxication, not so as to drown, but merely to dip ourselves in wine. For wine washes away troubles and dislodges them from the depths of the mind, and acts as a remedy to sorrow as it does to some diseases. We ought not to do it often, for fear the mind should contract evil habits, though it ought sometimes to be forced into frolic and frankness, and to cast off dull sobriety for a while. This is proof positive that the Stoics can have fun and don't just disregard the human need for rest and relaxation. The reason we don't find many passages like this in Stoic literature is, I assume, because human beings already have a natural tendency toward pleasure, so that Stoic authors don't need to convince people to take a break. But it is significant that this is how the book ends, as to highlight that a meaningful and engaged life requires a break now and then. The analogy with not forcing crops out of rich fields is telling. The goal of life is not to seek pleasure, but if we don't allow ourselves a bit of rest and destruction, we will undermine the value of our own crop, that is, our ability to live a virtuous life. This ends our reflections on Seneca's Untranquility of Mind. Next time, we will take up the next to the last book in this podcast series, Seneca's On Providence. Thank you for joining me for another Stoic Meditation. If you like this podcast, please go to anchor.fm forward slash Stoic Meditations and click on the support button. Thank you.